Hey, it's Tessa. Willkommen. This podcast is for all the people. You know all, you know the books and headlines that espouse advice as the end-all be-all for success? I mean, it's every day in the paper or websites that are about business and achievement and overachieving. And they'll say things like, wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. to achieve the greatest amount of success, because that's what everyone does who achieves a lot of success. Well, they're wrong, one, and yet somehow everybody falls for them. This week, I saw a tweet from Inc., who has great stories and great content that appeals to a lot of people and is in a format that is easy to consume. And they had tweeted a piece of theirs from December 2018 about how being an early riser is not the key to success. And I thought, finally, somebody's talking about it. Because it seems like for every 10 articles about waking up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. is your only key to success, nobody really talks about that's not really what the data supports. And let's think about it. Do we want to know that some random person, because I don't want to attribute it to any real person, wakes up at 4 a.m. and that's the reason that his startup is valued at $4 billion? I doubt it. It could be that he wakes up at 4 a.m. because he needs to have phone calls with some people in a foreign country, and that's the best time to have the phone calls. And I think that's what all these pieces are missing, right? Like everybody has a lifestyle that's different and everybody has needs that are different. And that's what should attribute to when you wake up. It can't be a magic formula of waking up at this hour is what gets you to success. Because it's not. Because that would disregard basic tenets that I think America believes in, like hard work and perseverance and paying attention to trends and business ideas. But let's delve into this whole concept of waking up at 5 a.m. You know, you read these articles and you not only do they convince you that you will achieve success if you wake up at 4 or 5 a.m., but you'll also climb Mount Everest and you will be, do so when you're also perfecting simultaneously, you know, the perfect to serve at your next dinner party. It's crazy. And when things, at least I thought I was taught as a child, if things sound too good to be true, they probably are. And this is one of them, the waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. because it's simple, right? It's set your alarm clock and get up. It's not that simple, but I mean, that's what it's is made to sound like set your alarm clock wake up everything else will fall into place including success in mount everest and the perfect foie gras and look i'm all for perfecting and i'm all for individual perfectionism but i don't think getting up at 4 or 5 a.m is really what's going to get you there because let's think about it if you're waking up at say 5 a.m let's be generous and you're trying to get eight hours of sleep. That means you're going to bed at, what, 9 p.m.? If you're waking up at 4 a.m., that means you're getting to bed at 8 p.m. If you're trying to achieve, you know, some semblance of eight hours of sleep. 
even if it's seven or eight, you know, you're reading for a while before you fall asleep or whatever phone entertainment you might do before you fall asleep. I just don't see people going to sleep at 8 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. I certainly do not see people who are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s doing that. I mean, I think of the stereotypical American grandparents who have dinner at 4 p.m. Sure, they're probably going to sleep at 8 p.m., but they're also and waking up at 4 or 5 a.m., but that's their lifestyle. But when you are in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and you're living in a large city, you're going to have a commute. That's going to take time. A lot of workplaces still have somewhat traditional work hours. So say your office ends at 5 p.m. You have some after-work event that say, until 6 p.m., Say you're going to spend at least 30 minutes commuting. That's 6.30. At some point in time, you're probably going to have to have dinner. And if you're cooking, that's going to put you until at least, say, 7.30. I mean, and then you're trying to go to sleep at 8. It doesn't add up. It really just doesn't add up. So then you have to think, these people who are doing it or fall for these, like, quick schemes of success by being an early riser so they're not getting their enough sleep and what do we know about people who don't get enough sleep like if you're not getting deep sleep you're not having restorative cell turnover you're impairing your motor functions you're impairing your thinking i find that people who don't get enough sleep often are grumpy so you have people who walking around who shouldn't be driving cars to get to the office are grumpy and are thinking the best. This does not sound like a recipe for success to me. It sounds like sleep-deprived, slow-brained, clumsy, and grumpy. And that sounds like people I would like to avoid like the plague. So what can we say about this advice? There's a saying in Swedish that I really like. And I think there's a similar one in English, but I'll stick to the Swedish one, which is smokin' er som bakin. And I've paraphrased, but it loosely translates to opinions are like butts divided. And I think in the U.S. there's a saying something like opinions are like assholes, everyone has one. Though I still prefer the Swedish one. It's much more maybe nature-bound and less judgmental in some way, or at least less crass. Anyhow, so let's think about the fact that we're not all lemmings and we're not going to fit in this perfect little world where life allows you to wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. because we're all different and we all perform best and at our highest levels under different circumstances some people perform really well under stress some people are perform really well in the morning some people perform really well in the evening you know everybody's different so how do we use what are our highest and best skills to our advantage i would say first maybe we should all stop reading these articles because this one shoe fits all is that a saying 
I don't know, one size fits all? It doesn't work either way. I thought there was something about a shoe, but, you know, when you learn English from somebody who isn't a native English speaker like I did, your idioms are all kind of crazy. And obviously, down this rabbit hole, we're discovering that idioms are not my strong suit, so I should probably stop using them. So let's, here's an example of me and my business partner who have two different styles and two different work styles and she wrote a blog post for our company beehive partners this week about our different lifestyles and how we share similar attributes in that we're both overachievers and we both like to make sure that we are working efficiently and effectively and that our clients have everything they need but we come from two totally different places because we have two different lifestyles. I have the luxury of being child-free and have the life partner who's a chef, which means he works evenings. So I tend to work more. I tend to avoid rush hour traffic because that's not an efficient use of my time to sit in traffic. You know, I get to the office when I get to the office. But my business partner, you know, has kids and a spouse who works traditional hours and everything that she does has needs and requirements. And as both being overachievers, we want to check those boxes. So she's running errands after she drops her kids off at daycare and I'm running errands late in the evening before my spouse comes home. But during the daytime when we're working, our day starts at different times, but we're always working. And I think that's part of what we're forgetting about this whole, you start at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and that's what's successful. No, it's figuring out how the system works for you so that you can achieve the most amount of success and being efficient about it, right? So let's see if we can come up with a formula that isn't this... Oh, if you wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m., that's success. Let's think more like long-term. Let's think what has happened through the history of the United States and the history of the world. What gets us to places in the right way to achieve success? I think what we would learn is that you have to do what works for you and you have to be honest about it, right? Like, I think it's the idea that you don't want to be Julius Caesar who didn't see his flaws. You want to be somebody who sees your flaws and finds a way to turn those flaws to your advantage, right? If you're a person who, you're, say your flaw is that you're not a morning person, well, you know what? Don't schedule a bunch of morning meetings. Say you're a person who doesn't feel safe out late at night by yourself, don't schedule a lot of late night dinners with clients or business associates. I mean, just do what works for you because there is no formula. If you don't like sitting in rush hour traffic, find ways around it. Come in earlier, come in later. Adjust your schedule as you need to. And then when you figure out like what works for you because that's where it fits with not only who you are but also your lifestyle, do it with purpose, right? It's like commit to it. Don't just kind of half-ass your way through it. That'd be like me showing up at work without, I don't know, some coordinated scarf to match my dress. I'm always going to show up prepared, and I'm always going to show up 
looking like I belong there. And I think I just stole the line from Dolly Parton with doing it on purpose. I think she's the one who has the expression, do you and do it with purpose. I probably totally paraphrased that, but, you know, credit is due to Dolly Parton who figured out how to move her way through a very male-dominated industry and achieve success. So let's be like Dolly. Let's work hard. Let's figure out what works for us. I mean, she's the first one to admit that that she loves her, I think she describes the trashy look because it worked for her and it got her success. So work hard, persevere, which clearly Dolly has done, which means keep doing it. And I'm not saying you keep doing the exact same thing. Adapt as necessary, but keep doing it. Don't give up. But keep in mind when you might need to adapt. And I think we have a lot of technology that allows us to assist with that. Like, for instance, say you send out updates to clients and contacts. Use a program that figures out what the best time it is to, to send those updates. Use technology to your advantage when you're persevering. Because it can be hard to persevere. So find tools that help you get there. And also, be kind, because nobody wants to do business with, work with, or work for somebody who isn't kind. Leaders can't get away with it anymore. I mean, think about this week's Democratic presidential debate. Every All the candidates harped on Bloomberg for not being a great leader because he does not have a reputation of being great to women. It might be a little broader than that, but I'm going to limit it to that. Because I think that's where the majority of the press has focused. So, how do you get to that point? How do you get to the point of being honest with yourself, figuring out what the best is for you, so that you can work hard, persevere, and be kind? I think it means trusting your instincts, right? Like, know if it feels right. Know if it feels good. And I don't mean you have to stay in your comfort zone. I think you can definitely go beyond your comfort zone. But does going beyond your comfort zone mean, say, me as five foot four vertically challenged person, I'm going to go join the NBA because that's outside my comfort zone? No. I'm going to do something smart about it. Like, I'm going to figure out that outside my comfort zone might be starting a podcast like I am now. Uh, do I like to share my opinions with people freely? No, not my comfort zone. I like to keep things close. I'm a Nordic person. I am not going to be a free-spirited person who talks about their feelings, their emotions, or thoughts, or opinions, or ideas, because culturally that's not who I am, and that's okay. But I stepped out of my comfort zone, and here we are. I'm sharing the opinions of what I share with people who come and ask me for advice. And ultimately, what I want to see with this podcast is my business partner will join me and we'll start talking about what it's like to run a business together and the advice that we give each other and the advice that we give to our clients and the advice that we hear other people getting because we have two distinct personalities, but we all we both want to achieve the same end goal which is put some good in the world, help people achieve business success by doing good. 
because it can be done and it is being done and the data shows it can be done that the more good your business and company do does do does i think does is correct i think i've talked myself in a circle there the greater the profit and the greater the return so let's all just pick and choose the advice that works for us some advice is great for instance i like steve jobs's idea that he wore the same thing every day because it eliminated a decision that he had to make that day i tend to adapt that to if i'm going to have a business lunch somewhere and it's a restaurant i've been to and i liked what i had before i'm not going to veer from that because that's one less decision that i have to make it works but you know pick what works for you because there's room for us all to be ourselves and there's room for all of us to achieve success as ourselves. If we're honest about who we are, we pay attention to what environment and what business environment gives us the best method to achieve success by being true to ourselves and we trust our instincts enough to know what we need to do and we stick to it. And I think that's what we all need because at the end of the night, we're the ones who have to be at peace with what we've done and what we've achieved and what we've accomplished that day and whether or not we used our time to its highest and best use and whether or not we enjoyed it, right? I don't think people enjoy not being true to themselves. So let's all be true to ourselves and let's be able to have a good night's sleep, whether that means you go to sleep at 8 p.m. because you're waking up at 4 a.m. or whether or not you go to sleep at 2 a.m. and you're waking up at 10 a.m. there's room for all those people at the table to achieve success so until next time be kind to yourself and be kind to others